Hey, welcome to episode 58 of Six Pack Cinema. It's another Sheehan and Dave duo episode. Jimmy is stuck on an island with no way to get to a movie theater. So it's just going to be us, and we are reviewing The Incredibles 2, the long-awaited sequel. Let's get into it. Dude, you should review movies. Oh my god, yes. Okay, I've had a couple, so... Movie review. Alright, how are you doing, Shan? Wonderful, how are you? I am doing fantastic. So, uh, yeah. Let's let's hop right into it. What did you think of The Incredibles? I loved it. I, I, I haven't had that much fun watching a movie in a long time. Yeah. It immediately took me back to when the first one came out. Yeah. It almost made me forget the fact that I was sitting in a, a theater full of children and families alone as a 30-year-old, 31-year-old man. So, well, I'm reality. sure you're on some sort of list now. I'm, I'm sure the parents didn't forget that I was there, but I did. So that was nice. It's okay. And, oh my god, I forgot I was going to bring this up. So, theater experience. Oh, yeah. Really quick. So I went to go see this this past weekend. My girlfriend and I show up, buy our tickets, get popcorn, get some candy, get a water, go into the theater. Our seats aren't there. What Not they're that? filled. There is an empty spot where our seats were. No shit. Oh, yeah. And so we just sat. And, like, there was two seats next to it. So we sat in those being like, oh, maybe the machine just had the wrong numbers. 20 minutes later, right like as the previews are going on, people walk in. They're like, those are our seats. So there, was, there was like two missing in the middle of a row, or in like a side row. Wow, that are normally only four deep, and so we saw two open on the complete other side of the theater. So we just moved to the other side, sat there. Five minutes later, people show up. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't blame them, and they're like, "Hey, that's our seats." So then we had to go get a manager and be like, "You sold us seats that don't exist." And they're like, no, that, that's nonsense. And they walked us in, had a giant flashlight as the previews were going on, and walked up and he just stared at the empty spot. And then he's like, all right, he turned off his flashlight, walked to the back and got on the thing. He's like, yeah, there's, there's no seats. That's, that's bizarre. Yeah, but apparently this AMC keeps two seats in the very back that weren't on the screen in reserve in case something like this happens. In case someone finds the two seats that have gone missing? I guess. Is it a little game they play every every weekend? What the fuck? <laughs> I have no idea. We were so blown away by it. Hmm. But yeah, they we ended up getting great seats because it was right in the middle, just the very back row. See, you, you like the back row, and I, I as I told you already, my experience being in the back row, I did not like it because I'm surrounded when I'm sitting here by myself with all the teenagers like giggling and cackling and judging me. Families coming up to me. There was no like quick way out. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I still don't prefer the very back, but this was better because we were kind. We we're in the front half of the theater and off to the side, mm -hmm. so this was better than those seats. I felt like. And you, you told me like you're like yeah, well, if you're the back, you're closer to the exit. So is your exit to the back? Yeah, well, it depends on which theater. Mm -hmm. The past few movies I've seen have all been exits in the back. Weird. Okay, mine are all down front because I go to normal theaters. And I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to fit people in New York style. I don't know. Probably. But it, it, it was just such a wild experience. Like, yeah. walking up and there's just not seats there. I can't say I've ever heard of that. So, yeah, you, you uh, get a gold star for unique story. And I, we got two free movie tickets, too. Not that I need it, but... 
Even better. Look at that. Nice. But yes, no, I thought The Incredibles was incredible. Oh, you had to sneak that one in. <laughs> yes, you know me. Corny jokes, the best. Okay, can I stop right here because I, I was just reminded. We saw two movies. We saw The Incredibles too, and also Bao, B-A-O. Can we talk about Bao? I loved it. So did I. Pixar shorts, but I really liked it. It's been a long time since I've gone to a Pixar movie in the theater, and I was like, so like fucking happy when I saw the little movie come on. I was like, oh, I forgot about these little, these little short films. Ooh, man, was it awesome. I just loved too because when she eats the little dumpling and like the music just gets quiet in the scene, mm-hmm. the whole theater, like everybody gasped. And I just hear from like the other side of the theater. This is a kid's movie, mind you. And pe- there's families. Some guy just yells out, what the fuck? Yeah. Everyone was thinking it, like, what the fuck? Did that? And, like, even, I, I got the metaphor, like, oh, she made this thing, put a lot of careful care into it, she she nursed it, it was it was a malleable head, she had to protect it, like, what did eating it represent? I don't know. I don't know, it was kind of lost. Maybe me, but... it was lashing out when she lashed out at her son when he moved out? Well, she, obviously, she was pissed off, lashed out, sure. Maybe that was, um... Her way of like shunning him or like saying like, well, if I can't have you, be gone. You know? Yeah. You know, I don't know. It was it was it was odd. Not odd enough for me to dislike it, but um, maybe it's deeper than I can even imagine. Who knows? But when he popped up as like an actual person, and because I I was still on the fence, like, is this kind of like some like whimsical little doughboy she's raising? You know? But no, it was just how she perceived her own son as he was growing up, and I thought that was just adorable. Yes, it was very cute. Mm-hmm. Although I, it wasn't, I feel like they're normally much more emotional. Uh, I got, I was emotional. I teared up. I guess you have a kid. You got it when if it hits you right, it hits you right. So, do you remember the volcano one from uh, in front of Inside Out? No, that made me tear up in the theater. That you should watch that short. That's okay. a very emotional one. All right, well, um. One thing that caught me off guard at the very end was the father. First of all, the father was a great A piece of shit. Like, that's completely absent. I love, though, that, like, the whole family was eating dinner or breakfast or whatever, and he was just turned away watching the TV. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I was completely thrown by the fact that he was wearing a Canadian uh, sweater. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he was wearing, he was like a maple leaves with, like, white with red sleeves. It was very clearly, like, a, a Canadian flag. Oh. So, hey, break... Breaking down barriers, you know, the Asian family, they can be Canadian. Yeah. How dare you judge him for yeah. loving his team? Yep. All right, well, let's talk about the, the real show, The Incredibles. Yeah, there's, I don't know if we're going to have a lot to say because we um, both kind of loved it. There's not much There's not much you can say bad about it. It was amazing. Everything everything about it was great. Um, all, the, all the characters came back with the exception of uh, Dash, you said, right? Yeah, they used an actual kid to voice him in the first one, and it's been 14 years, so they had to replace him. His voice changed a little bit. For sure. Um, uh, yeah, it's the fact that brought everyone back, and it was just it, Sam Jackson, always great. I like that he had a little bit bigger role this time, too, but it wasn't huge. Yeah, no, it was just right. Um, I got I to gotta say, uh, Holly Hunter, her voice bothers me to no end i had never associated it with um 
Elastigirl. So when when the, before the movie showed that they they had like a little like a little featurette with um Craig, Craig Nelson and, and her and the and the director like rehashing like why how awesome it is that they they're doing this again. And once I put the face to the voice, I was like, "Fuck. I don't like this right now." But then got into it and I saw Elastigirl in her big old thick self and I was like, "I'm back. This is this is fine." Yeah, I um I don't remember Elastigirl being this thick. Two C's there. Well, she was. Oh no, I know. I was just like an innocent child. Exactly. Last time this movie why, why would we think anything else other than that? But I, I as someone pointed out online, that she she knows exactly what she's doing because she can hold any shape she wants. So she's oh, yeah. making this. She's making her ass real thick. Oh yeah. Yep. Good for her. I mean, well, that... I, did you did you did you see the uh, the New Yorker guy who was basically sexualizing the car- the car- cartoon character? Oh, I didn't read the whole thing, but I read excerpts. Very he, very weird. Didn't he say you have to put the cold soda on your lap? Yep. <laughs> yeah. He was he was super horny for this Elastic Girl cartoon, which was it's it's one thing to say like, oh yeah, look at it. She, for a person, she's got thick ass and thighs, and that's fine because it's a cartoon. But to talk about like getting aroused and how parents are probably gonna have to get uncomfortable thinking of Fifty Shades of Grey with this car, it was insanely over the top. Which I didn't get that either. How does it remind him it at all? It doesn't. He said it was like, oh, it reminds you of her in the red room. And I've never seen Fifty Shades of Grey, but I started googling, you know, the, the Anastasia in the red room, and not a single fucking thing aside from the color red was correlating to Elastigirl. Isn't the red know. room like their BDSM room where yeah, she gets like exactly. tied up and whipped? Exactly, but the only thing that that fits is, is the fact that it was red. Maybe like the control? I don't know. No, no. I mean, but no, I meant like in that she's tied up, and in this she gets under mind control. I don't know. Don't know. I'm reaching here. Yeah, so was he. He he thought he was in the right place, but no, well, that was odd. Creepy. Odd to say the least. Yeah. Um. The. The biggest uh, difference from this one from the first is obviously the the um, well, you know, Elastigirl is the main character, the main superhero, which is great because mm-hmm. I think she's more interesting than uh, Mister Incredible because he's just a big strong guy. Yeah, he's just he's dopey, he's fun loving, he's great. I love him, but Elastigirl is more interesting. As and and Deadpool would say her powers are more cinema, cinema, cinema cinematic. That's the word. Cinematic. Cinematic. I also so. loved, too, when uh, they first said they were going to go with Elastigirl. He's like, but not me. And they're like, well, we need a little bit more finesse. You can't punch all your problems. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like was just a nice little shot at the golden age of superheroes when everyone was basically super strength and that yep. was all their powers. Yeah, no, that was that was exactly what it was. It was great. Um, the whole thing with uh, the daughter going on a date with a kid who got a mind wiped. That was, that was so uncomfortable and hilarious. I loved it. It, it reminded me kind of like, I don't know. It, it, I've, I felt awkward. Like I've never felt before. Like when I watched the office for the first time. Yeah. I, um, I just felt so bad for her. Yep. I wanted, just to, the, the, I wanted to like give her a hug and be like, it's going to be okay. When she tries to throw her, her super suit in the, in the garbage disposal and it just kind of spits it out and boinks around because you can't destroy that. Yeah. Yeah. Fool. I will say a pleasant surprise for me 
is they didn't overdo Jack-Jack. I know Jack-Jack was a huge fan favorite from the first one, mm-hmm. so I was a little worried that they were going to go overkill with him, and a lot of the trailers and TV commercials focused on him more than the story. Yep. So I, I was going in being like, fuck, they're going to minion this and ruin Jack-Jack. And well, he was incredible. He was he's, My favorite part of the movie is Jack-Jack. You see, I think what they did right with him was the fact that they didn't, they didn't make him his own character. They made him and everything he did affect everyone else. And that's what was mm. focusing. Like you, you, you saw Mr. Incredible dealing with him as a, as a stay-at-home parent. You saw the kids dealing with him as they tried to fight crime and, and babysit. So it was never just about... The only time it was actually about Jack-Jack was with the raccoon scene. Which and that was, was incredible. It. That might be my favorite scene of the year. I kind of hope the next Pixar short is just Jack-Jack versus Fighting Raccoon, animals. Dawn of Justice. Yep. <laughs> that was amazing. The fact that the raccoon was like like doubling down and fighting still, <laughs> despite laser eyes, like it was patently ridiculous. But Which... I live right next door to a park, and that is how raccoons are. They are vicious little, adorable creatures. I, and just the fact that they they the 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 parody of, of watching the old cops and robbers. He looks at the window and he sees a raccoon, like that mm-hmm. old joke. It was like perfect, and it works. Oh yeah, you know, because this is a throwback to the the old spy movies, the old the old superhero movies, not mm-hmm. the super complex ones we have now, like James Bond. You need to actually have a, a degree in. Um, uh, national affairs to understand. This is just basic. It's it's like the the, the first um, Kingsman, basic throwback spy movie. Oh yeah. Do you awesome. think because th- this did feel way more spy movie than superhero movie? I'd say. Mm-hmm. Do you think Brad Bird uh, took that away from working on the Mission Impossible's? Um. You know he might have because it, it works. Um, you're getting a lot of you're getting a lot of superhero. Uh, overload these days mm-hmm. not just like marvel but also star wars i'm gonna call that like superhero stuff because jedis yeah so and dc they're not great but you get them so you, you minimize the guys with the with like the the superpower punch and stuff and you just get a real tactical you know elastic girl and she's not using her power she's using her brain to figure out who the problem is mm-hmm. yeah that that's he probably picked it up then sure yeah but also he's probably just a good writer as, as oh, no, or I mean, a good director sorry he wrote it, too. Did so. he write it? He, yeah. He well, wrote, there you directed go. both this and the first one. There you go. He's a wonderful writer, wonderful director. Although, he did also make Tomorrowland. We all fuck up every now and then. True. But that's just... He turned down directing The first awake, uh, the Force Awakens so he can make Tomorrowland, and he said he wanted to push this movie back so he can make that first. Well, we all make mistakes. Yeah. And no judgment. It, his other work speaks for itself. But he, then again, like he, if he didn't wait this long, he probably would have got a different product. And he, I mean, he obviously waited and he did it right. So, yeah. yeah. Kudos to him for not cashing in on the success of the first one right away and just making another yeah. bullshit animated sequel. Because more often than not, those are not good. No, no, absolutely not. And this one, this one, I think, might be better than the first. Oh, least, I disagree at, with this. At least it's, it's a conversation. At the uh, very least. Uh, yes, it's a conversation. But yeah. the an- the answer is Incredibles 1. Sure, okay. <laughs> it's a lot closer than it should be. We'll agree on that. Yes, I agree on that. Um, 
let's talk about the reveal really quick. Do you think that was really a big reveal? Because I thought it was telegraphed pretty heavily from the beginning. Heavily. I think that was, I think, this is why I think he was kind of a genius. Because every adult in the theater knew sh- that they were doing this that to, to further their um, their own means. The, um, the fuck, uh, Bob Odenhart character and his sister. Well, he didn't know. I know, but see, that's that's why I think the genius part is the the kids watching had no idea that they were the bad guys. The adults knew, but the adults didn't know if it was Bob or just his sister. So they mm-hmm. so the fact that the Bob, I, I should look, what's his real name here? Something um, in De- Winston Dever. Winston Dever. Winston Dever. Yep. So the fact that Winston wasn't a part of it was the reveal for the adults. Yeah. So it was a twofold, twofold reveal. Yeah, I thought that was pretty genius in their part. As, uh, as far as genius as you can be for an animated Pixar film. Oh, yeah. I mean, and like I said, it was well te- telegraphed, but I'm not going to lie. When they first uh, released the cast list, I remember seeing on Reddit, someone was like, this girl's name is Evelyn Dever, Evil in- Endeavor. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's going to be the bad guy. <laughs> you know, that's an excellent uh, point. Yeah, so shout out the Reddit nerds for calling that months ago. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was great. Good eyeballing on that one. That's kind of like the, um, remember we, we talked about that, that Netflix series, the American Vandal? Yeah. Yeah, and the, the, the kid at the very end, was like the girl who, who got caught, mm-hmm. her, her boyfriend name was Van, Van Del Rey. <laughs> Vandal, yep. So... Uh. Uh, I like those little little hidden things. That's nice. Oh yeah. What did you think of the new superheroes they introduced? Um. Well, I hated uh, Reflux because you were supposed to. Mm-hmm. Brick was dumb as shit. Um, the Crusher had a great line. He says, "I can't uncrush things. Are you going to unpunch something?" I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, one who I really liked is Void, and um, I'm she just... had the coolest power. Disappointed that her name was uh, that she was played by Sophia Bush, because it should have been played by Jenna Marbles. Why? It looked just like Jenna fucking Marbles. Oh, I guess it did. It really did. Hmm. So when I, when I saw her come up back, I was like, "You did you really cast her? Like, is she has she gone from the basement of Barstool to being a, a voice of, of the Incredibles?" No. I mean, she's also way richer than anyone at Barstool. She's yes, way more she successful. Is. Oh my god, yes she is. But I'm saying, like, that would be just, like, one more step, you know? Oh yeah, that would be, like, spitting on Portnoy's grave. Yeah. yeah, she already is, but this is just, like, tap dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, the movie was great. If you haven't seen it, see it, and see it again, see it again, see it again. Uh, yeah, I, take your family. Don't take your family. It doesn't matter. Just go see the movie. See it alone by yourself on a Tuesday afternoon with other families. It's okay. You can do it. Not no okay. judgments. Oh, another theater experience thing. When we were in our first seats that we thought before they got taken away from us, uh, we looked over and some guy walked in by himself, just like bald, just few pieces of stringy hair hanging down, sat down with a backpack just by himself right next to some children and started pulling out snacks and stuff. And I was like, that guy's a creep. Mm-hmm. That's the New York I love. Is that it? I'm waiting for a terrible twist there. No, he's just a really creepy guy watching okay. a kid's movie. He's like in his late 40s by himself. Hey, you know what? Maybe he just has a bad hair problem. You can't fault him for that. And uh, he likes to bring his own snacks. Fine. 
Nah, he is creepy. It's not. It's, I don't know. It's, I it's just not, it's not a kids movie. It's it's the Incredibles. It's it's great. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we hop in our rankings? Um, I I I don't. Th- I mean, I, we can just talk all day about how much we liked it. So I think probably wrap it up there. Yeah. I go think to, the script was the weaker. It wasn't bad by any means, but it was the weakest part. Well, I mean, yeah, but you, you can't. What, what do you I, I'm say? just like, like looking for something to nitpick. Yeah, but, but I like guess so like, oh, yeah, the, the, the script was was good, but the script was bad. But the the, the character performances out, far outweighed it. It's fucking animated, man. It's like, but I mean, there's still voice like voice performances can make or break a role. All right, well, which which voice performance was the weakest? You want you want to play that game? Let's play that game. Probably brick. I didn't well, like no that. Well, no shit. They made he said him, we like, kept saying brick. That's that's like a, a like a, a D level character. I'm, 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 it's just nitpicking stuff. All yeah. right, let's let's hop into I our think, rankings. If though. I'm gonna be honest, I think Bob Odenkirk. Really? I mean, he just sounded like Bob Odenkirk. Exactly. I, I see him, and he's he's just gonna be Saul. Yeah. I mean, the poor guy makes millions of dollars, but he's always gonna be that one guy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. All right. Moving on. Let's, I mean, do we really even have to do popcorn? Five. Five. Five across the board. Jimmy sure. hasn't seen it yet, but it's going to be five. Mm-hmm. So it's five across the board. What are you giving it critically? I'm going to give it an 85. 85? Yeah, just because of the um, super telegraph twist. Um, and yeah, that, that's that's basically my, my biggest complaint is the fact that I knew the whole time that this was going to happen. Um but then again, it's it's a uh, a kids movie, so yeah. But we we do critically we do critically the same across the board, so we have to knock it down substantially for being a semi weak uh, story. But everything else is great. The uh, the visuals, the the characters, the the portrayals of uh, every every voice was. Great. I thought the pacing was fantastic too. Yep. yep. I didn't even realize it was a two hour movie until I looked at the time after. It didn't oh, yeah. feel like it. No, if, if you you got immersed and you didn't get out until the credits. And I love the subtle jabs at like pop culture shit, like the uh, the math changing. Yes. Have you had to do that yet? Fuck no. I uh, I helped my nephews once with their math homework, and I threw it at my sister. I was like, I can't help your fucking kids. Like, it's so this stupid. Is bullshit. It's so stupid. Why I've do you change it. math? It doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyways, I gave it a uh, a ninety one. I knocked it off some points for that reveal as well, but overall, one of the best movies we've seen for this podcast. Uh, it's a great movie. Go see it with your family or by yourself. Doesn't matter. All right, so that's gonna be average. You said you said ninety one. Yeah. All right, let's see. So what, like eighty eight. Eighty eight. Nice. All right. Me. Cool. Oh, what are you gonna drink if you watch this again? Oh God, I didn't prepare this. Really fall. <laughs> we've really fallen off the wagon of preparing these things. Yeah. I know. I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to drink a Capri Sun because it took me back to being a kid again. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll take your Capri Sun and I'll raise you a, a teeny. What the hell's a teeny? You know, a teeny? It came with like no. a little like plastic uh, barrel and had a little foil top. Oh, I didn't know what those were called. Yeah. It was just sugar, as li- like liquid sugar. Yeah. No, it was great. awesome. Teenies. Yeah. They were red and blue, right? You, uh, you can get the orange ones if you look hard enough. Oh, I didn't know those existed. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Fuck. You know what I miss? Dunkaroos. Oh, my God, yes. Dunkaroos. We get oh. office snacks. I've been trying to convince the girl who orders them for, like, months to order them. 
Because you can order them off Amazon. They ship from Canada. That's awesome. Yeah, but it's like $35 for like five. Worth it for... Plus for, shipping. For corporate America, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. You can put that on a tab. You know, I, I haven't had in forever, which I'm looking forward to. Now they get nieces that are of age. Um, Flintstone Push Pops. The ice cream. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I like those. I get, a, I get a Mr. Softy that comes by that has some of the old... They have like the old Spider-Man one. Oh, a few uh, of the, Mr. Softy, like, is it your uh, ice cream truck? Yeah. Okay. But I get so mad. I haven't been able to find in years. Do you remember the Mickey Mouse ice cream where the ears were chocolate, but the head was... Yeah. Van- I, I love that one. That one was my favorite, and I haven't seen it in years. Wow. My my, my go-to was always a screwball. Mm-hmm. The That's little cone, a cone of ice cream with a little the piece of shit gumball at the bottom. It was never good. It lasted like three bites, and it was like stale. But I was always so excited to get to the gumball. Oh, yeah. Because you, you, you like... By the time you got down there and melted, and you just like kind of like drank it, and you got got the little gum covered in like melted ice cream. Oh, so good! Oh yeah, memories, man. <laughs> All right, well we can reminisce for hours. Yeah, let's uh let's wrap this up. Tune in on Monday for nope. or no, tune in on Friday, Friday for our weekly headliners, and then tune in next Monday for our review of Jurassic World Two: Fallen Kingdom. Can't wait. All right. Have a good week, y'all. Love you.